Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dice Weave. Uh, this might just get spliced onto the, the previous episode, so I might just cut this out. But uh, last you left off, you were at an awkward dinner with literally everyone because alternate Kane came through a portal into the timeline that y'all are in. Kaz and Lucian had a little bit of a face-off, mostly Kaz being like, hey, being a villain is really dumb. (laughs) And now everyone's just kind of confused, and you're all sitting at a long table (laughs) across from each of your clones, your time clones, uh, just kind of awkwardly picking at food. Also, there are two amaranths in a fruit bowl that uh, Demetrax has kind of uh, messing with. Demetrax is over there with some... Uh, he's got some science equipment doing some science scanning a little bit, ignoring his food a little bit. But uh, yeah, there's just the sound of, of Happy science forks noises. on plates or whatever. <laughs> He's got a Geiger counter, and he's, like, scanning over the area, and for a second he thinks he's got something, but then he realizes it's just the bananas he removed from the fruit bowl. Fun fact, y'all, bananas are radioactive enough that if you've got a truck full of them, they have to have special inspections because they lock off Geiger detectors in security sections. Oh, that's funny. They're not, like, dangerous. It's just that if you have enough of them, they set off Geiger counters. Yeah, that's really also, funny. Also, granite. Granite is another material that it's like, it's fine to be around really? it, but it's um, more radioactive than average. Huh. Interesting. This has been science, <laughs> science Fun Fact Corner with Mackenzie. Yeah, I assume if you ate enough bananas to get like radiation poisoning, you'd get other problems first. Well, <laughs> you get other problems. No, I mean, like, <laughs> think about it. There are people whose entire livelihoods are like farming and picking and like shipping around bananas, and they're fine. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's also like uh, there are people whose entire lives are operating X-ray machines, and those are definitely really radioactive. I but mean, you're yeah, fine. But they like have a whole system where they like stand back behind a screen to like fit to yeah. operate it. Because while like getting one X-ray you're... is harmless, getting like one hundred a day will kill you. So yes, but they're still they... overall or like airline attendants are still like exposed to massive amounts of radiations comparative to like. The average person. I'm on a real tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this is this is what Mackenzie is like at dinner parties, not necessarily what Zira is like. Zira is very quiet, actually. Bananas are actually uh, not great for people on a on hormone replacement therapy, at least on like estro- like estrogen and yeah, as as I don't remember which ones it is, but like because of how it affects potassium buildup. And so it's actually one reason that makes me consider, like I'm still trying to figure out whether or not I want to deal with HRT, but it's like one point against HRT because I really love bananas. (laughs) Bananas can be a sometimes snack. It can be a sometimes snack, but I have sometimes eaten like, two or three bananas in a day. You've also sometimes eaten an entire can of beans in a, like, sitting. I don't know if these are, like, good considerations. This again. I'm never gonna let it go. I'm sorry. It's just, like, if you invite somebody to visit you over the weekend, and then you sit in front of them and eat an entire can of beans, they're not gonna forget about it. 
I offered them to you too. You turned down my can of beans, Kenzie. Are my can of beans not good enough for you? That's worse. You see how that's worse, right? (laughs) Oh, this was good. I needed this. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Zira is very quietly um, inserting food through her food tube. Oh, yeah. Slut that Gogur. I assume they have Gogur here. I mean, I don't oh, know. They're actually, from a universe where the Corians are extinct, so they might not have anything I can eat. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I'm just sitting there with my, like, M&Ms that I keep in the backpack, like... Yeah, wait, you? How, why have you been hoarding M&Ms this whole time? You can't even eat them. I mean, I guess they've been good for rhymes, but... <laughs> they've been extremely <laughs> useful. The jawbreakers were less useful, but... That's true. The M&Ms have been a crucial item for negotiations. M&Ms are a universal food item. <laughs> They're not strictly I, just, I, I, I love now. that. It's just that, like, irregardless of, like, where you go in the universe, if there is sentient life that has evolved beyond, like, a, uh, a certain stage of development, there is M&Ms. They, <laughs> they work in house. They might have... Slightly different hey. chemical compositions, but they're M&M's. It's very clear what they are. Hey, M&M Corporation, sponsor us. Now, unfortunately, when all the species met up, there was a major like copyright dispute problem over who was the originator of the concept of M&M's. But because it was clearly a universal constant, nobody gets to make that claim. Well, so I think actually M&M's, chemically speaking, are universally acceptable by any biology. <laughs> It's like the Hydrox Oreo situation where it's like technically the Quarians invented something like M&Ms before the humans did, but like they're not as good and nobody really remembers them. They're like Smarties. (laughs) Smarties are good. Fuck you. Anyway. (laughs) Nathan. Nathan, how does Kane feel about other Kane? What's what's going on through Kane's head right now? Because he had no context for any of this. Kane is sitting there with an ice pack on his head and a, a like, glass with two Alka-Seltzer and, like, a couple Tylenol, and he's just, like, nursing his headache. Yeah, he, uh, he was, in fact, like, time-frozen for a few seconds. And he's staring menacingly at his doppelganger across the table. His doppelganger across the table is like, I think, I think there's like on a plate, uh, there's basically just a battery that he's plugged into (laughs) and he's staring menacingly back, except it's more menacing because he's got like an eye, like a metal plate on like one of his eyes and like there's various sticky outy bits all over him. Just he he's very much cyborg cane. He's like some kind of a robo cane. Um also he's just whatever the the um jellyfish equivalent of the colon sign three face. They're having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> they are just kind of like happily glooping around or in place anyway and 
eating whatever it is. I maybe I was served a mind fish. I don't know what like I think those are just drugs. I don't know what we like, <laughs> They are just drugs. <laughs> okay. If you just got served a mind fish, that would imply that other Aussie managed to convince this entire team of evil scientists that the only food he needs is cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't seem impossible. <laughs> I mean, that is the kind of shit the Nazis did all the time with their crazy scientists. <laughs> Not that I'm accusing these people of being Nazis. I just think it's worth knowing that a lot of evil regimes were just fucking baked out of their heads on something. <laughs> Everybody who worked for Stalin was drunk most of the time. It's like uh, John Noble's character in Fringe. Oh, God, I love, constantly, I love Walter. Constantly self-medicating with LSD. <laughs> Oh, what a good character. Best scientist. <laughs> I love that show. Yes, so to lead off the conversation, like, Aussie will um, cheerily say, ah, this is, this is just wonderful. This one could only have wished that we could have gotten to this part before the whole imprisonment and dueling business, but it was nonetheless fun to see how much it has, gro it has grown over the years, but... It does wonder, though, um, since when did it become uh, our practice to hide its objectives from its own scientists, was it? I was talking with your esteemed colleague over there, and he seemed somewhat in the dark to anything that was going on. Our organization has never been subtle, but it did not. But the Archeomaven it remembers did not hide the truth from those who wish to seek it. What changed? It does not, mish, it does not m m wish to, as its younger colleague might say, throw shade, but it cannot help but wonder. When have I ever said something like that? <laughs> Zira says out loud. And then she immediately quiets up again and is just like, don't make me look embarrassing in front of Kaz and my clone. Zero clone fucker confirmed. No, not. <laughs> I think Zero wants to impress her clone because she seems to like her clone seems competent in a way that maybe she isn't. That's fair. This may or may not lead to wanting to fuck her. We'll see. <laughs> and other Zero is sitting across from Zero and has been kind of looking around, just kind of a little baffled. Me, other me. Yes. What do you What do you have there? What's that? What are those? <laughs> oh, can candy. I have a lot of candy. It's been really useful. Cool. Uh, can I try some? Yeah. I reach in my bag. Uh, would you rather have the peanut M and M's or the ones with the weird pretzels in the sides? I literally don't know what those mean. All right. No. Here's the pretzel ones. Oh, this is the worst timeline they're in. I don't have any normal ones left. It's all of the like ones that people feel strongly about one way or another. Amazing. Uh, she will she will take it and start to try to figure out how to consume. Uh, but uh, Ozai Leander is going to try to respond to your question. Or I think Lucian is going to respond to your question, Ozzy. War happened. War and deceit and betrayal. And so we are careful. I'm sure you can understand. 
it this one did not know Zit certainly understands um the other Ozzy, the o- Ozzy Leander. Um, this one saw many dangers in during its time as a soldier and has seen many horrors committed for misguided ideals. So we are simply careful. And this one does not wish to see its younger version go through similar things. This one sees, well, it could not possibly understand, and yet, is, is this what you, you, you seek the Amaranth for? It, it still knows little, little about it, but it, from what it understands, it is a library of sorts. It's, this one's people did not <laughs> get as far. Um, in understanding it, but you seem to be breaching a timeline, something it did not realize was possible. If you could not speak at length, it understands, but... Who exact? Who told you that it was a library? Uh, and then Evelyn speaks up. That would be me. I was under that impression due <gasps> to your colleague. Uh, this one believes it was a necessary deception. Uh, other Kane. It's like, so, um, what the heck's an amaranth? Why are you even here, other cane? Um, well, I was, well, I'm, I'm not really sure where I, here is. I'm, from what I'm gathering, this is some, like, other universe parallel dimension kind of situation. Is that, is that what's happening here? Uh, well... I'm gonna be honest, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Dimitrax will speak up. Uh, that that's, that is about uh, how that works, yes. Uh, we are uh, in another world from yours, another version, the other time. I do not know how we align with yours, though, because uh, we are somewhat from different years as well, occasionally, it seems. Oh, Okay. Well, where I'm from and Zira's from, wait, uh, what, which one of you's which? Wow. Wow. You've been chasing her, me, us all this time and you can't even tell the difference. You, sir, can bite it. Kane, I'm sorry. I was going to insult him more, but I felt weird about it. Can I swear at him? Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Fuck you, man! <laughs> yeah, you think all quarians look the same? <laughs> no. Yes, you I, clearly I just, do, you asshole! I just think the same quarian... It doesn't matter. That's not... That's beside the point. Um... It, Zira, you, uh, <laughs> other Zira, yeah, how, how dare you, why are you get even us confused, chasing this, like, barely more than a teenage woman around anyways, you creep, well, oh, I mean, he's kind of not really chasing me exactly, well, but yeah, no, you creep, you're a creep, 
Uh, no offense taken, you can continue. <laughs> Arcane would never be a creep like that. He'd be a creep in other ways that are less harmful. Yeah, wait. Uh, Evelyn, <laughs> pipe up. Maybe the new Kane. Been a while, though. A lot of time's passed. How do I know that neither that both of you aren't creeps? I have nothing but your word. How do you know we are not a creep, cabbage lady? I own my creepiness. <laughs> it is a useful tool. And it worked on you. Friends, friends, there is no need to argue. These ones are all incredibly off-putting to outsiders. This is the compliment, yes? No, Ozzy, absolutely not. That is not a compliment. You're trying, though, bud. It's okay. I pat him on the head. Uh, Which is like most of his body. Uh. (laughs) Anyways, are you guys, like, trying to destroy all of the timelines or, like, invade one where stuff didn't go as bad or like what's your evil plan did somebody's family die are you trying to resurrect them by stealing them from an alternate universe oh that's so cliche i hope it's not that one that never goes well also we've got your daughter right here i'm not i'm not a daughter zira oh sorry we've got um an alternate version of your spawn here please do do not think of my future iteration as as this shallow it is clearly going for a remaking the universe to their utopic desires trope in a, in a method that pushes the quandaries of who is and is not allowed to play God, like in our trip to Ilium when these ones watched Cade Victus' silver musical. tentacle of time. Three. Oh, God, what? <laughs> oh, no. I feel so called out this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Well, then I hope they at least have a musical number prepared, because this is honestly getting kind of boring. (laughs) This is why you have me on podcasts. We we create fun little improv scenes that have nothing to do with anything you want the story to be about. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Lucian just kind of looks at what exper- experiences this interaction and says well I suppose now everything's out in the open isn't it yes there are hmm we have seen a great deal of conflict here the extinction of your species for one and feel that it can be stopped, perhaps in the past and in other worlds. And with the Amaranth, we can bring peace to every world. And yes, I lost Cassandra before she may have gone on a a journey of self-discovery. So I know her as as Cassandra, and I recognize that you are different, Kaz. Uh, and perhaps, well, I know her as she was, and that is all I can hope for. But I was hoping to change that, and yes, I was hoping to bring her back. 
Wow, I was kidding. Hey there, welcome to the mid-roll. I just wanted to let you know that the next episode may be late. During our last attempted recording session, I had some serious technical difficulties that cut into our narrow recording time. Hopefully, we will be able to record next week, but I generally prefer to be ahead rather than behind, so depending on how our scheduling shakes out, there may or may not be an episode on the 15th. Thanks for sticking with us for the chaos that multiverse time travel is going to bring. Happy belated Halloween, and may all your spooks be in sanguine humor. So let's let's be honest and straightforward with our plans, because at this point, why not? Does bringing peace to all timelines require a lot of, like, totalitarianism or genocide or potentially wiping out entire timelines of people? That kind of thing? Of course not. We are trying to avoid genocide. Cool, cool. Do you think you could just, like, I don't know, let us all go then and then we could just let you do your whole thing? It's fine. We, we're not trying to get in your way specifically. We were mostly after Cabbage Lady here. <laughs> I do not know your intra-timeline politics, but that is partly why I would love to keep you here. And not keep you, but I would like to invite you to join me, to work with me. I've had worse internships. Uh, you have knowledge of your world that I don't, that you could join us and help be at the forefront of peace efforts. Well, I don't want everyone who's ever lived in my species to die. That does seem kind of like a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that does really seem like a bummer, you know, and I've kind of seen a lot of People die? Zira? Do you guys not have reapers? Is that seriously not a thing? Are reapers just not a thing here? What's a reaper? They may be soon. But for the time being, this one does not know. <laughs> no reapers at all. What the fuck is... How are you guys... Okay. G great. Is that a thing that we can stop in my world? Can we just, like, make reapers not have happened or something? It does seem like that should be on the table. Yes, that does sound... What I don't know what Reapers are, but if they are some destructive force, then... They also didn't have them? So then it is just... I just assumed that all of my people got wiped out by whatever the fuck those things were, but there's another third threat going on here? Oh, your people were wiped out uh, in the War with the Geth. Oh, yeah, no, that makes more sense. Never mind. They totally could have killed us. We just got lucky. Uh, apparently, apparently so. Or perhaps different decisions were made. I don't know. They're hyper-intelligent robots. What can I expect? But perhaps now, with the Amaranth, and it seems like some of you have used it. <laughs> Clearly, you're here. And I am very curious as to how and how it went for you. Well, if you give it to me, I'll be happy to show you. <laughs> this one would advise against. We, These ones have used it, but not with any degree of expertise. It fears that uh, splitting, splitting our party across time and 
space may lead to unfortunate re repercussions, especially if these ones fail to find a way back. But to which it says that, to which it means that these ones can use the amaranth, but these, these ones did not even know what it was. We were, they were going off the false assumption that it was a library and, and, and ended up here mostly by chance. I mean, I technically did a thing I was trying to do. Kind of. You did? I, mean, I wanted a timeline where I had the amaranth. It was her, but it's still me. That was intentional? Kind of. That is so fascinating. So you have better able... Okay, perhaps it is some... Dimitrax is kind of in the corner, has been like doing some scans and trying to like recalibrate stuff. Perhaps it is some sort of uh, psychic interface then. Hmm. Is, is that a right? And he does some more tuning and then um, sits back in his chair. No, 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 that can't be right. What? No, no, I no, didn't no. just tuck myself into a lobotomy, did I? Sorry, uh, no, no, no. Uh, well, no, um, no, uh, I don't think there is any reason for a lobotomy, but uh, I'm just getting very strange readings. Uh, I've been able to, it has been difficult to get accurate readings from it, and now that I have tuned for psychic wavelengths, it seems... <laughs> this is silly. I am still... My readings are still must be wrong. Don't mind me. Cut the jibber-jabber signs, man. Tell us what's flat with the skizzy. Spill it, Poindexter. <laughs> Lucian also. Dimitrax, any, any data is good data. <laughs> any press is good press. I... I one of the, okay, well, you will understand why I think this is ridiculous, but my instruments say that this is a, an object more dense than is possible. <laughs> I mean, I, we are able, he, um, he leans forward and picks up the bowl. They roll around a little bit, bump into some bananas. Uh, one of the bananas uh, fritzes a little bit, and um, I think... Half of it becomes a different color. It unripens. <laughs> unripens yeah. your banana. <laughs> yes, it unripens. Uh, whoa. Uh, I, I am able to lift it. But according to my instruments, it is possibly the most dense object in the universe. The most massful object. And that is ridiculous. It's obviously storing its density in some other part of the multiverse since it seems connected to that doy another part of the multiverse that is as massful as the theorized universe both of them wait are they the same I don't see why not are they different are we sure that these ones have two objects in this bowl it appears to be a constant as it were Yes, it does seem that way now. I I don't know. I this is all science that is frankly beyond me. It would take me weeks to even calibrate instruments to detect it properly. I uh, it would take me years. I, the timetable, Lucian, 
is a little bit short. Do you understand? Like, it is a bit much. <laughs> and now there are more, Zinvan. It's a lot. What timetable are we talking about here? The timetable will continue on schedule. Zira raises her hand. Hmm. Yes, Zira. If you've got access to a complicated time machine, effectively, why are you so worried about hitting deadlines? Hmm. Well, that is for me to know and others to find out, I suppose. Um, Kaz says, do you have dreams? Do you have dreams, Dad? And you definitely see a look across Lucian's face that's a little bit startled um, before he covers it up quickly and um, smooths out his, you know, facial features again. With his hands? Not at all, sus. Yes, with his hands. As It's like all, it's, it's, his face is very gelatinous, uh, clearly no bones. <laughs> He's actually a ditto. It's important characterization to include right now that he is, in fact, a ditto. <laughs> Kaz is half ditto, but mom was a a person, so it's fine. He's been wearing sunglasses the whole time, and you startled him with, or Kaz startled him with their comments so much that uh, the glasses got got jumbled askew, and you saw that there were actually just two black beady eyes. <laughs> Twists, so twisty. Got a real shamel on here. What a twist. Anyways, wow, Kaz, this interview got like. Way more philosophical than I was expecting. Well, I mean, I've had dreams too. I remember it from this these things. I've seen them before in my night sleep. Why did I say it like that? That's weird. Sorry. This is the same. ADHD brand. Uh, but just Lucian, f- father, Auntie Dad. Can I call you Auntie Dad? No. I don't think Kaz had a Russian accent. Fuck! (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I thought this was the scientist. I was very confused. You might want to redo that. I just, like, didn't even skip a beat there. I was like, okay, scientist. I I literally didn't process that I was speaking in a Russian accent. For a second there, I was like, wait, the scientist hasn't called them dad before. And then I was like, wait, Lexi forgot the accents of road characters. Listen, I have so many people in this room. Uh, there are I, too many people. You did pull a lot of alternate reality clones into one singular room. Yeah, and it's kind of a nightmare. They're they're mostly my fault. <laughs> Two of them are at least your fault, for sure. Proportionally, they're my fault. Do you have dreams? Like you, I've I've had dreams, Zira. I've seen these things before. And you seem to know more about it than anyone else. So why is there a deadline, Lucian? What are you seeing? Dream Daddy. Did you say that in character? I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself. I don't think that's in character. I don't think Sarah wants to imply that she wants to fuck Cass's dad. Uh, Just her clone. Too many people. Why am I having conversations with myself? <sighs> Zero wants to lean over quickly to Kaz and uh, just be like, "So, do you think it's like a really bad di- idea for me to take your dad's internship here?" I, 
I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, peace sounds nice. You know, your people, an alternate version of your people not being dead sounds nice. All right. What's the starting wage for this position? I simply have the belief that our opportunity to travel will not always be opportune. Uh, your start, I mean, starting wage, hmm. Well, I suppose you would have to take You're not going to pay her an exposure, are you? Because that's bullshit. N- no, of I course not. I'm an experienced engineer, I'll have you know. She built her own tools. Which you have confiscated, unfortunately. Well, for one, you would be provided with all the means to survive, uh, any food, transportation, but perhaps I, I do not have the resources of your timeline, but if you are on the forefront of expansion efforts, to say, put it crudely, to bring order and peace, then you would be... I, I I would assume that given time, you would be beloved and become a leader in your own right and have access to many of the resources that you need. And you won't kill us. Of course not. I want to avoid that. Of course, I am sure that there will be forces who disagree with our... <sighs> vision, perhaps, and violence, perhaps, may be unavoidable. But with your help, more of that could be avoided. May I speak with my associates alone for a moment? Of course, sure. Where do you want to go? You're at a table, so... Can I just huddle? Just huddle in the room? In in the corner, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Is there a closet? I don't know, something. We all just, like, shuffle our chairs over into a little circle. Okay. I think for the time being, whatever time means anymore, we should try to just go along with this. Wait, 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 hold up. Is Are Zira and Kane here as well? Um, yes, but I put them on opposite sides of the circle. Okay. Wait, are there Zira or another Kane? Yeah. I feel like they're more on our side than that side, currently. Other Zira, other Kane, Kaz, Kane and Ozzy, and also current Zira. I mean, me. Why did I list myself? Anyways, I know we're all from very different situations and different backgrounds, and things are weird. I really didn't expect this to be uh, where I ended up. No, nobody did, hun. But... I think, for the time being, if none of us want to die, and none of us want, I don't know, revenge taken against our timeline, or other crazy stuff to happen, which I know he hasn't explicitly threatened, but like, let's be honest here, this is clearly an extremely weird situation. I think we should just kind of cooperate for the time being, until maybe... We have a little more information. And who knows? Maybe we'll save the universe. You have Who's a with me? shockingly low opinion of itself in however many years. But 
it agrees it was intending to take up their offer and for if they speak if they if what they speak is true this there would be very few greater honors and if they are wrong then someone will have to stop them then and i think that might be easier on the inside than the outside at this point anyways i agree I just I forgot that we brought Evelyn. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Fuck. Like that beat that popped from the thing from the office. <laughs> In my experience, wanting to expand to achieve peace and order is kind of a red flag. But also, I don't think we can really stop them right now. So this might be the best approach until we can figure out what they're up to. Zira? Kane? Uh, I don't think we can get you back to your timeline unless we work with them. So, how you feeling about this? Uh, okay, first off, you stole me from my timeline. I apologize for that. Hmm, okay. Thank you for that, I guess. You left my friends behind. Are they okay? Did you hurt the Tangos? I, I, I did, <clears throat> I did not hurt them in any irreparable way. I, it took me a little bit of time to follow you. This thing isn't exactly precise. Uh, he holds up, like, there's a whole ass, like, basically an Omni-Tool projection appears on his arm. Um, and there's clearly, like, a display something something you rec if if you look at it you recognize like the generic sci-fi wormhole display okay i didn't i'm not exactly in like interested in hurting you guys i just don't want i was after the same thing you were after you happen to know about it you know before the citadel and we want everyone to be able to get around again too i just don't trust you know a rogue quarian and some random geth with that kind of information. But now uh, we're here, so sure. And we've had it established. It's not information. Whatever it is, it's not that. Well, okay. You, what do you want? Time orb? Time orb seems like a good phrase as any. <clears throat> All right. I don't know why Zira's taking such a leadership role right now, but she's really maturing anyways she has the brain cell most of the time it, it, it's our bit everyone should be more competent than her but she's the only one that gets shit done all right zira kane do you think you two can just get along for the time being i don't know her uh, uh not you honey other other kane that makes more sense and also you came along fine with me, so I didn't think you were going to have a problem with her. Fair enough. Continue. Oh my god, Kane, you're, you have gone so old. That was the other thing I needed to ask. Evelyn, Kane, do you think you two can keep it in your pants and not shoot each other? Define shoot. No! <laughs> Neither! Both! Whichever! I need things to not get way more complicated... What about maiming? Is maiming on the table? You can't maim each other on tables. That's clearly a sex thing. <laughs> K 
other K is like, oh, this is getting weird. Who are you again? <laughs> oh, you, you don't know me in your timeline. That's too bad. You two also can't fuck. <laughs> I fear that your interpretations of our partnerships are slightly different from the rest of from uh, the rest of these ones. I just need nobody to get murdered or get into complicated relationships while we try to figure out whether or not we're working for an evil, evil organization. I understand that one that in our last Victor Crane movie night, the uh, adult iteration of uh, of the musical was accidentally purchased, and that that had quite an impact on you. Oh, I can assure this one can assure you that this is not how these partnerships work. Okay. Whether or not any of this is a sex thing, can we all agree to try not to be dicks to each other? Define dicks. Sorry, I had to say it. It was ambiguous intentionally, other Kane. Zira, I can see why you don't like this one. Does this one have one of those? No, I don't actually know. <laughs> you don't dicks. know? He doesn't know what year it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but this is his biology. You'd think he would have figured that out by now. It's quite possible that he doesn't know what a dick is because it's only ever used euphemistically, and so he doesn't know whether or not there is an equivalent because he doesn't know what it is to begin with. Kane leaves, leans over and whispers something into the side of Ozzy's gelatinous head. Oh, but, but why, why, is it derog- why is it derogatory? Those are very necessary implements for your species. It's a human thing. Only one of us is hu- two of us are human. Well, yes, but their cultural impact has reached far across the galaxy. It, it is really true. Uh, we've kind of... A lot of people have... There's... They're just so cute with their little squishy pink faces. Are you, like, squeezing Kaz's face? I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, uh, Kaz blushes, one, and says, I mean, okay, from, from my, you know, observations of history and, you know, of our cultural impacts, because I've done some tracing on this, the only reason humans aren't known as the most promiscuous species is because the Asari are like built to reproduce with any species built to bone yeah yeah they're they're kind of built to bone um (laughs) but like there's a lot of writings from like some early like early days of the internet about humans and what they had imagined you know aliens would be like and it's 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 thirsty I think it's also worth noting that of the other major species in the galaxy, at least some of them just never cared about developing much pop culture because they were either, you know, escaping genocides or escaping other genocides or invading a bunch of people and then escaping a genocide. Or they only live to be like 42, and so they just don't have a lot of spare time. I love the implications of... uh of a fantasy smut being like historical artifacts that are like heavily studied and poured over. Oh, obviously. God, the universities in the Mass Effect universe. I would I would definitely have gotten my doctorate if there was like xeno linguistic like narratology to study. 
<laughs> I'm sure oh, the yeah. original Kirk Spock flash uh, slash fic is in a museum somewhere on display. <laughs> so many zines. <laughs> Anyways, all of this to say, can we work together to either create peace in the multiverse or stop these people from suing whatever it is that they're doing, but mostly just not get ourselves killed right now? Sounds agreeable. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I, th- I think we can do that. Do I need to say anyone else's yes? I think that's all of them. <laughs> this corner. Hey, Alexi. How does it feel to have created an active working party of three people and then like four NPCs? <laughs> You're going to be splitting some parties. It's horrible. So I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk over to Lucian and said, for the time being, you have our cooperation. That is excellent to hear. I think we both understand that it's a bit of a trial basis, but I hope that you will not be disappointed. Yes, it's a probationary period on both sides here. Now, can we all get, like, to a bunk or something? I think everybody is either extremely strained or mildly injured. Ah, yes, yes, uh, we can do that. Oh, wait, before we do anything else, Evelyn, you should probably check on your kid. Can uh, we... I suppose you've met Outlier then. Uh... Can we... Sorry, Lucian... Evelyn abandoned her child on a spaceship in another timeline. If we're going to join you, I do feel like that's a thing that needs to be addressed. That's, that is in horrifyingly cruel. How could you do such a thing? Well, in that child's defense, they are the spaceship. No, your defense is not the child that needs defending. In Evelyn's defense... She didn't really choose to come through the time portal. That was sort of forced on her. Also that. Okay. I was I'm not sorry. aware of the time portal. I, will, I, I, back, I rescind my inflammatory statements, but not the like desperate need to maybe check on the AI baby. Oh, we should definitely try and check on the AI. I feel like if we leave it there in like a terrifying like tornado alt universe, like whatever the fuck was going on over there, it will develop hyperintelligence and destroy the entire multiverse looking for us, so we need to deal with that. Uh, Kenzie, are you making, are you trying to be persuasive or lying? No, I just, I, don't know what I this was is. raised on horror stories about the Geth. I just genuinely okay. believe any AI left to its own devices without being treated nicely will kill everyone. Evelyn says, I, I'm I'm not quite certain it's quite that dire, but yes, it would be a good step to go back and retrieve Outlier and uh, guide them through this trying time. But they also would Cuberty. be helpful for you because they, in their memory banks, have they have access to databases on our timeline. If you are so keen on understanding us. So perhaps we could work on figuring out how to get back there. This sounds acceptable. Dimitrax, work with these... What should I call the the group of you? Team Force X. Wait, no, that's bad. 
Are we ending on a cool team name? I'm terrible at cool team names. The Fighting Badgers. No. Um, do we really need to do this? Those guys. No, that's bad. Dimitrax work with our consultants on getting them back to a timeline and specifically uh, Ozai Gravadier, Ozai Leander, work with them as well. You all have experience with it, and I will be overseeing somewhat from a safe distance, but I believe that we can work this out. So, get some sleep, and we shall endeavor to bring about a better many worlds. For announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod. Kane Victus was played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. That's B-E-R-T-N-E-R-D-T-R-A-M. Zeratum Narnovum was played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix, K-E-N-Z-I-E Phoenix. Both can also be found on their podcast, Rainbow Connection, and with me on their other podcast, Video Game, The Movie, The Podcast. Ozai Leander is played by Will Leet. I'm Alex Conwell, your host, game master, producer, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex, or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. I also wrote and performed the original music featured in this production. My album of looping violin music, Fractal Skies, can be found at alexconwellcreative.bandcamp.com. If you want to support the podcast, please consider becoming a patron on our Patreon Diceweave podcast. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. That's Healy as H E A L Y. The role playing system used for these episodes is Genesis, which was created by a very talented team of designers formerly working at Fantasy Flight Games. The Mass Effect universe was developed by BioWare and owned by Electronic Arts. The Genesis adaptation of Mass Effect used in this production was designed by Blue Sunrise with feedback from the Genesis homebrew community. <laughs>